0: Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go.
1: Hello, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jackie Clement. She's the CEO and Executive Director at the Fair Media Council. Jackie, thank you.
0: Thank you for having me today.
1: first let's see is the other one his second show hasn't published yet uh, but the reason jackie's on we did a show before on how to become um an educated news consumer and right now with the coronavirus happening of course you saw the articles over on authentic storytelling that net it's been like even in in the market business field uh, but there's just, I mean, it's just, it's very old. So I wanted to put Jackie about what what do you do? Um, how do you, uh, first of all, find news that's, um, uh, that's the right news that you actually need to read. And okay. how do you not drive yourself crazy? Jackie, I don't um, even know where to start. Yeah, well, they're all <laughs> very you, good questions. So start? I, I the think the
0: way? best place to start is to remind people that they control how much news they allow into their life and they control what voices come into their life. So when it, when you actually think about it, it's a privilege for the news to be part of your life. So when you think about it that way and you start to say, okay, let me control what is feeding me information and thereby controlling my opinions and my thoughts, it's the first step to feeling empowered. And that's what we always want in an educated news consumer. So, In general, people are exposed to far too much media in their daily life. So the first thing you wanna do is look at what sources can you cut out in times when there's a super heavy news cycle like we have now with the coronavirus happening. Um, And you wanna look at the sources of where you're getting your information from. So I wanna prioritize what are my trusted news sources? And maybe for a time being, I just temporarily follow those and diminish the other voices. Okay, so that kind of clears up the the white noise of cyberspace, and it also frees up more of my time. Um, so that's a big one. So you want to prioritize your trusted sources. The other thing you want to do, um, you know, the tendency is for people to turn to talk shows or to read columns or commentary to find out what other people are thinking. You want to put those on the back burner. And what you re- really want to do is focus on actual news reporting and news coming directly from experts and medical experts in, the, in this particular um, environment. So you want to prioritize news over talk. You know, you don't want to be getting health information from radio DJs or talk show hosts. These are not medical experts. You know, I, I know they mean well, but they're putting out bad information. Uh, you probably heard the the bit what, about a week or so ago about, um, you know, you can create your own hand sanitizer using vodka. And that was, you know, since debunked, but, you know, <laughs> it, it gets out there and it goes viral very quickly. Um, so if, if you really pay attention and you want any medical advice to be coming actually from doctors, so reporters doing news reports where they're interviewing doctors should be your priority not sitting around watching an hour talk show where people are sharing opinions. Does that make sense? And
1: we, we certainly don't have a shortage <laughs> of people um, sharing opinions online, mm-hmm. so that makes, um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so interesting um, so interesting comment about prioritize who you're listening to, so I thought about that. And 20 years ago, you know, when I was in print, we would cover, we would probably cover at the same level of volume like what would, what other newspapers do today, right? Um, the, the only right. difference was you wouldn't see it until tomorrow, right? There was no website or the websites were terrible or people didn't go there. Um, so uh, the content happened. So I'm looking at the New York Times. So I follow, I'm currently... Um, have um, notifications up for the new york Times Washington post. They seem to be doing um, a pretty in depth uh, um, overview of what 's happening and you can feel free to disagree if you do in a moment um, but in the last hour, the New York Times <laughs> has tweeted seven times and you and and not just like stuff, not just okay. like a little thing right like it 's always linking to somebody and i'll i 'll just i 'll just give or linking to themselves but Um, So let me just kind of read through these quickly. And I didn't look at them in depth while you were talking. Trump administration moves Uh to speed coronavirus testing, right? So that's an article. Two women fell sick from the coronavirus. One survived. That's in China. Coronavirus life updates. um, Sophie Trudeau Mm -hmm. has it. That's um, Justin Trudeau's wife, I believe. Um, The worst case estimate for coronavirus death. Philadelphia police officers killed in a shooting. So that's unrelated. Um, Trump tries to tie Obama to CDC's inadequate, inadequate testing system. Um, (laughs) this trendy baby formula that's different. So we got at least four out of seven, right? Linking to articles. So even if I do that and I want to, I really want to like yesterday, really rough day. I mean, so much news happening, um, but but there is, I mean, even if I just do the New York Times and everybody else, that's yes. still so here's the thing about that, which uh,
0: people tend not to think about, they just react to, is the more information you have coming at you, the more you think the world is falling apart faster, um, because the news follows you today, right? Because you're hooked in on all different levels. You'll get a ping on your laptop, you'll get a ping on your phone. It could be the same story, but it just feels like now you're surrounded by the information. So the key thing to remember is the number of news alerts you're getting doesn't mean the world is ending. And you don't pay attention to the number of news alerts. What you want to pay attention to is the information contained within the news alert. So it's very possible you get a tweet from the New York Times, and a minute later you get a tweet from the Washington Post, where it's basically the same information. So just because you got it twice doesn't mean it's more severe information. It just means the sources are covering the topic. Right, it, so it it is. But it's hard. And, that, and that's one of that the reasons you really want to sit back and say, okay, <laughs> right. which voices do I really need in my life right now? And, and maybe part of it is you don't pay attention to Twitter right now. You know, if you cut that out and you don't have that constantly pinging and you say, okay, let me take a break Maybe a couple times a day to check in on websites. Maybe I go to the New York Times at 12 noon. Maybe I check the Washington Post at three o'clock. Maybe I check my local daily at six o'clock. That's a much more manageable way to go about it than to just constantly remain connected and checking your phone every few minutes.
1: Right, absolutely. So this is uh, Deputy Chief Chris. Uh, I think it's pronounced, pronounced his song. Uh, he's um, a deputy chief at the uh, Mountain View Police Department. And um, we'll add this in the article over on authentic So they put an infographic together, Jackie, and he said, and they're saying, there's really three structure points that we mm-hmm. have to think about as we're um, sharing content. Um, and he says, first of all, people can now right. come to us. We talked about that length on the last show, right? Like, Mountain View PD can just share the content that they need to share. But they're saying the cadence is so important. Avoid, and here's this is from them, avoid overwhelming your audience by sharing information in bulk over the span of a few minutes. Instead, guide followers to a centralized page with FAQs and other information. Um, how do you, uh, I mean, is that a, do you think that's a good tip for for agencies? I guess we're now, that's a little bit different than yeah, news in, organizations. Yeah, in general, but they all it, it's go hand a good
0: overall tip. But, you know, if you're not somewhere people would think about to go there, then it doesn't quite make sense. You know, um, right, right now, I, I think the big issue is with coronavirus, people are breaking it down two ways. Some people are seeing it as a health issue. And a lot of people are seeing it as a political issue. So I think that's your great dividing line right now. And they're actually two separate topics. So I think the easier way to swallow all the information is to say, let me focus on the health portion of it and what I should be doing to be healthy and protect myself and my family. And then the other side of it, the political aspect I think that's where things get taken over, especially on social media, because that's where everybody's weighing in with their political thoughts on the issue, not necessarily the health aspects of the issue.
1: And so when you make that distinction, what's the, so so define the political issue of the coronavirus. Like, are you talking about? Yeah, what, the what the government is doing, is in, doing response in response response, You know, the way
0: people like that, are reacting to Trump's address to the nation the other night. Um, you know, how, whether or not there was proper funding to the CDC and whether or not the officials that were dismissed, why they weren't, um, you know, rehired or replaced, things of that nature. So everyone has an opinion based on, you know, if you're a Trump supporter and you're you're seeing that, this is all um, positive in, in a way that relates to the re-election, which gets you completely off topic. But a lot of what you're seeing on social media is going there, you know? Um, and, that, and that's the other thing. Social media, by and large, is reactionary. It was never a place to go for primary information. Um, so everybody's reacting to information. And those reactions, well, well, you can't say a reaction is necessarily right or wrong. It's not reliable information, you know. And, and unless you're you're friends with a bunch of infectious disease what? experts, I don't know why anyone's going to social media looking for health information.
1: <laughs> right. Or, or you can't follow the people who who know something yeah. about it. I mean, there's there's doctors on there um uh, but okay. you know i'm just i mean i i'm, I'm going to pull it up again here i mean th- this is the thing trump tries to tie obama to right. so the iniqu- inadequate you know? testing system um you, yeah. that that's a political story right and i'm just looking at the new york times um tweet so that posted uh, 40 minutes ago 725 comments and and I, right. i'm sure i can guess what some of these say um you know it's just gosh i think you have enough room in this tweet to say that I claim is false no nah, better just to repeat and say. i mean it's just like when you look at these comments now maybe there's what a child that's one comment it should be a huge i mean this is like deja vu of yeah. when we first opened up newspaper comments right and at some point just we shut them down because right to, no to a lot of them
0: there isn't so you all. have seen news sources You know, uh, the Wall Street Journal, for instance, you had to sign in with your real name and post a comment the same way in the old days. If you were to write a letter to the editor, you had to sign it and include your address and phone number so they knew you were a real person and who you were. Um, The problem with just allowing people to make blind comments is they can say anything related to the topic or not. It can be completely irresponsible. And when you get loaded down with comments, you get over 700 comments on a story like that. It's very hard to moderate in-house, you know?
1: And, it, and on Twitter, I'm just looking at Twitter. I mean, some person says, the New York Times, uh, some people are saying, good story, interesting, thanks for sharing. Yeah, no value in that. And then one person says, the New York Times makes a great alternative to toilet paper. Another guy says, you use your phone for toilet paper. It's what a waste of time, right? But you right. can scroll through this, right. like, all. You're much day better long off doing something, you, you know, to. going for
0: a walk, uh, going to the gym, <laughs> than scrolling through social media. Um, but but <laughs> it on. also equates to, to for something we spoke about a few minutes ago, which is, <coughs> you know, the amount of news alerts you get, it makes you think something important is happening. When it's really just multiple sources telling you basically the same story, the number of comments don't necessarily mean the story is more important or less important, because anyone could be weighing in with anything. And you know, you get a lot of spam messages in there too, saying, you know, I increase my household income by five hundred dollars a month by licking envelopes. Um, that has nothing to do with the story, but there are very few sources that prevent people from weighing in with stuff like that, and it's actually a guideline for newsrooms, not to have a knee-jerk reaction and say, we're getting so many comments on this story. We need to do more stories like this. They need to actually look at the comments before they determine whether or not the story has value.
1: Yeah. And so let's, let's briefly talk about, so you have more and more companies where people work remote, right? Currently um, when that's possible, uh, we did. I did blog about that. Some of the tips um, on, on, on um, what I've seen work, what doesn't work, in my opinion. And then I had other people in there in that article. Um, but of course, some people are still in the office. So I really liked your tip on. And I, I do not do this, and I, I, I'm thinking about changing as soon as we're done here. Um, I have notifications on, sure. right? I see it when it comes in, unless I'm in a meeting or something. Um, but so with people working remote or people working. Um, even in the office, what would be a good guidance um, leadership could send? I mean, would it be, hey, you know, we're going to let you know as soon as there's something that impacts us. And we would really encourage that you, if you want to check the news, please do it at these times. Don't do it all day long because you right. still got to get work done. Or what would, uh, what would your be? Essentially that
0: you want to limit, you know, the downtime, basically, especially because right now, You know, employers are trying very hard to accommodate everyone. So some are stay at home, some are staggering, you know, their work hours. It does impact the overall business. So right now you even have less time to look at social media and news sites. So, you know, I would definitely prioritize and say, yes, they have a right to know what's going on in the world. So you may want to schedule out you know, certain points of the day, it's kind of the same way you have, you know, a coffee break, your lunch break, whatever, um, to look onto news sites to get updates. But I, I would be in favor at this point of saying, you know, if you want to use social media, do that on your own time at home, because there's not much value there right now.
1: Right. And, you know, it, In a a typical, let's call Mm -hmm. it routine news cycle, right? I mean, you said the the last time we talked, you were talking about, well, look at everybody, right? And then you can make your own opinion. And, of course, let's say I'll pick on the obvious um, subjects here or the usual subjects, I guess. Uh, Like you watch Fox News, CNN, and then you can make your opinion, I guess, if if you wanted to after you watch them both. Both. And sometimes they're like night and day right from what what they're reporting uh in this scenario coronavirus are, are we seeing wildly different reporting when you look at different channels not just necessarily you know, those I, two, but it's um, a matter speaking. more
0: of you know i haven't sat down to really compare you know left versus right coverage kind of thing um, in terms of the health coverage of it you know once you once you turn it into the political issue then you're all over the spectrum as you would expect but what you do see um and i think what stands out from when you see a good reporter who's covering it is they they will offer some portion of perspective on how serious this is or why you should take it serious And a lot of news stories simply don't do that. They're just giving you the news of the moment. So, you know, you you look at different sources and they say, okay, coronavirus, it's something serious, but more people die of the flu, right? So we can't dismiss that it's also flu season. We Mm -hmm. can't forget the other things that are going on. But a lot of stories don't mention, you know, the other things that are going on, or they don't put it into perspective in terms of, you know, Coronavirus might be as might not be as widespread as the flu, but the death rate may be higher than the flu, or whatever. I'm making up these things, so I am not a medical expert. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah. but you want to be given some sort of perspective so you don't think the world is going to end tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it won't. Um, you, you know, there's there's some good reminders, though, and uh, out there for sure, you know, um, washing your hands. And of course, you know, things like that. And it's, I mean, I don't know if you saw the article, but I was at the state um, boys basketball tournament here in, in Iowa. And I mean, there were people licking their hands yeah. and then they touched the railing. I'm like, I, you know, so it is <laughs> it is hard, I guess, to remember if you haven't done it before. Good. Very helpful, Jackie. Very informative. Anything yeah, else? We well, just cover, what you brought in, up uh, there so is actually,
0: you know, kids access to the information and online. Um, you know, it's always a good idea for parents to limit um, children's access to how much time they spend online or watching the news. Um, you know, it's, it's always a good idea not just to leave the talk shows on in the background that you're ignoring, but children are actively absorbing the information. Because um, little kids get scared easy. You know, that's one thing to remember. So, if they're seeing images of people walking around in face masks, that's very scary. Um, so, it's also something that means parents need to be vigilant and discuss with the children so that they're not internally afraid and not able to express how they're feeling.
1: Absolutely. And I I don't know, that's interesting. I, I wonder if people still do that. I guess they probably do have things running in the background here yeah. in my house. Nothing runs in the background. If people mm-hmm. watch something, they have their headphones on, you know what I mean? And we, uh, usually <laughs> everybody knows what they're on. Uh, the the one piece of guidance, and I, I don't have an exact example um, for the coronavirus in front of me right this second, uh, but I see it all the time, especially when it comes from government agencies be clear in your language, stop the um, watering down, just say what you have to say. And I'll give you an example. This was actually, there was a um, shooting um, or violence threat at a, at a school and the school district sent out a message and it said, we are aware of this um, allegation and we're working with the police department. And I know the little, the literal guy I am, but that doesn't mean it was taken care of or that it was unfounded. Right. that means you're talking to the police yes. department, um so you know what I mean so it, like if you don't say it's taken care of that i mean that's just me saying i'm i'm doing a podcast I'm, it doesn't it doesn't say i'm it's worth listening to or it's or, or what it's about, so be very clear in the messages you send out so there's no confusion with what no, it absolutely. is absolutely and um, the general rule you know, and, and of thumb there
0: right. is. You know, everybody wants information and in bites. So you need to be clear and concise and, and really get to the heart of the message within the first 30 seconds of what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. I'm only laughing. I'm going to try to pull it up here, Jackie, as we're wrapping up. But the um, so there is a school district, actually, that's uh, going on spring break. And the headline. I'll see what you think if I can find it quick enough here. Okay, school district closing all schools, canceling <laughs> events during spring break. What do you what, uh, well, what do you think that means? Wouldn't all Jackie? that be do canceled you
0: know? during spring can break anyway? I, I'm confused.
1: It's <laughs> exactly right. So that's another point. Make. I know you want people to click. I'm not saying this was a clickbaity headline. Um, but I read the superintendent 's note yesterday, and really all it said is that this that during, during spring break there's some events at schools, right, like oh, like okay. practice, for example, basketball practice or whatever i don 't really know honestly um, all the different events, but there is stuff going on it 's not like it 's totally shut down, but what they 're saying is we 're going to close the schools to any events that would have happened outside of regular school activity during spring break, and we 're cleaning. But when you read it, it almost reads like, you know, we're going on lockdown because right. of, uh, but it, it won't affect many people um, because you're on spring break already anyways. Um, so please have headlines that are to the point, clear, and, you know, share the, the content that needs to be um, disseminated. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me again, especially on short notice. Very insightful and helpful. And oh, great. We'll get thanks that for, thanks for doing it. Chris. Right
0: it's, you know, it's an important topic. So um, keep at it.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. And I'm out of here um, turning Good. off my <laughs> notifications on Twitter for the time being. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, please stay safe and healthy.
0: Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thank
1: you, Jackie.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.